We are gathered here today with the BBC film crew to watch this, the procession of the gun carriage carrying the coffin of King Richard III through the middle of Leicester city centre to his final resting place. As he's going past his field of his former glory, Bosworth Field, he passes other such notable landmarks, such as the Kentucky Fried Chicken on the corner, the latest Greggs, and you could almost hear King Richard III say, Slave, buy me a sausage roll. But that's not important right now. As to the previous night, his coffin was guarded by the valiant members of the Staggering Stories team. <laughs> Can we go home yet? Is it meant to be that kind? Are we allowed to look at the bones? Oh, well, yeah, go on then. Look, you can't do that. No, oh, there's your spine there. Well, it's a bit curved, but it'll do. Oh, then, no, don't we? We have to just put it back. Our spine. Adam, to get the spine. Oh, God. We bring you this news flash. There is currently a nationwide manhunt going on for the Staggering Stories team after the theft of the mortal remains of King Richard III. One member was heard to say, The head of Pertwee's never had a spine and they won't miss this one. It's all bendy. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am Keith. You thought I was going to say something. I thought I was, that's why I kept on going, so. (laughs) No breath. No. Unfortunately, Gene and Scott can't be with us, because they've run away together. They're having a small Gene and Scott. Gene and Scott. Oh, I thought he was in, like, uh, Dr. Donna. Oh. Oh. Barry Scott. (laughs) They can join They've they've become a gestalt (laughs) entity. (laughs) Joined at the hip. (laughs) (laughs) And her old enough to be his mother. (laughs) I'm going to die for that That, one. Yeah. You are, you You're are, but burn. she sees you next. <laughs> Chinese burns all round. Mm-hmm. Yep, indeed. Ooh. Anyway, without further ado, bendy spines and deceased Plantagenet monarchs besides, it's the news with El Presidente. <laughs> Terry Pratchett. Dead. 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 Yeah. Alas. The beard, the glasses, the hat... <laughs> The legend, comedy fantasy author and all-round mm. clever man, Sir Terry Pratchett has suffered death by embuggerance. Best known for his Discworld Adam. series of novels, of which the 41st is due to be published yep. later this year, his work is known worldwide, having sold over 85 million books in 37 languages. Pratchett was diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's disease in 2007, but managed to keep the worst of the disease under control for several years. In July 2014, he withdrew from the International Discworld Convention, saying... The embaggerance is finally catching up with me, along with other age-related ailments. It finally got him on the 12th of March, 2015. He was aged just 66. Mm. Not a good news. No, Not a, good news. a shame. Mourn him shame. later. Yes, yes, we shall return to this You subject. have to do a proper segment on him. Yes. Star Wars, stand-alone film and filler mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things appear rosier in a galaxy far, far away, with the first stand-alone film named... 
the December the 2016 movie will be called Rogue One. Not Rouge One. Not Rouge One. Red Dwarf? No, no. A Rogue One. We know that it will star Felicity Jones. Oh, that's a Felicity Kendall for a minute. Good day. Well, she was in in the programme. She was. Yeah. The Unicorn from Doctor Who's Unicorn Uh. and the Wasp. Not to mention Golden Globe's Best Actress nominee for her role in the recent Stephen Hawking biopic, The Theory of Everything. What did she play? Wife. Mrs. Hawking. That was her? Yeah. yeah. Ah, she was good. She was. Fans' assumptions put Jones as the leader of the famous X-Wing Rogue Squadron, as headed by Wedge Antilles in the now-defunct Expanded Universe. Mm. Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge in the original trilogy, reportedly turned down a chance to replace the role in episode... Can't be bothered. Seven. Seven, (laughs) Far too many episodes buzzing around. (laughs) The Force Awakens. So it's unlikely to hand over the baton on screen. Mm. To cement the fact the expanded universe has now been wiped from official canon, a new tie-in novel, Star Wars Aftermath, will fill the gap between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Author Chuck Wendig <laughs> is new to Star Wars novel, but, but have written such classics as Dinocoplips. I can't pronounce this. <laughs> no, Dinopocalypse now. Dinocalypse. And beyond Dinocalypse. <laughs> the book will be released in September. If I can't, I can't pronounce the title, I really don't want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he turn down? Hmm. I mean, he said he, he was uh, he'd be bored by it. I think bored by it. He's going to get paid lots of money. He can mm. take himself off around the world well, and be it. unbored. Uh, yeah. This is it. You know, Wedge Antilles was a regular role, but not necessarily a major role. It, no, no, it's, it's only mm. only a, a, a day's filming or a week's yeah. filming. So if someone was going to pay me a hundred thousand dollars to. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. much money is he going to get out of it? That's the problem. Mm. Yeah, yeah, any would be I mean, good. It's, it's money for old rope, basically. <laughs> yeah. There is money for old rope, but there's also integrity. Oh, bugger integrity! <laughs> when, you've got sh- when you've got a check for $100,000 being yeah, waved in your Yeah, you can buy face, a lot of integrity with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm talking uh, Police Academy 6 here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are you sure? Did you see the first three Star Wars films? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Come on then, Andy. Ooh. <laughs> John, third time's the charm. Question mark. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Crazed rumours suggest that the third film installment of the Tron franchise will begin filming on the 5th of October 2015. Is there time for the world to end before then? <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Silent to you, little faith. <laughs> Tron legacy director Joseph Kaczynski is said to be returning, as is that film star Garrett Hedlund. So far, there is no word on whether Olivia Wilde, Jeff Bridges, or Bruce Boxleitner will be back. Mm. Well, um, well, it's a bit different with Jeff Bridges because he got killed in Tron Legacy. Well, well he, he sacrificed nothing. himself. He did, but he was in the computer at the time. He yeah. could have been copied or whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. a moot point, Jeff that Bridges is. Jeff Bridges has been saved. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do believe Bruce Boxleitner, yeah, he said he be interesting to uh, reprise his role as uh, Alan Bradney sort of stroke Tron again that's mm. another thing hmm. how much work has whoever played Wedge Antilles done recently 
He's in um, uh, New Tricks. Oh, new yeah. Tricks. New Tricks. He's in New Tricks. He gets to be a spaceman. <laughs> a spaceman. <laughs> well, he could be a spaceman again. <laughs> yeah. Big character in the expanded universe. Yeah. 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 Well, he's but the, that's the, the he's even had a novel based. It's all based on his character. Well, so that, that, novels, could, yeah. that could be the protest. They've completely mm. wiped it, so it yeah, doesn't exist true. anymore. You know, so. All that thrown stuff been wiped away yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff has gone. But, a lot oh of good stuff. A lot God, of bad stuff, he's opening good stuff. the Daily Mail. Oh, yes. No, not again. <laughs> I, I take it we have addendums. A slight addendum. Give yes. us your addendum. If I can find it. <laughs> he's having a rummage. Worst thing you can do with the Daily Mail. You never know what's going to fall out. <laughs> David Cameron. <laughs> with a strategically placed bunch of bananas. Oh! <laughs> I still don't think you'll need a bunch. <laughs> uh, some cute babies on the front. He's about right. to read the racing results. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> You're so <toxic>. <laughs> <laughs> The going was hard. <laughs> wow. Mm, hard to firm. <laughs> <laughs> right. The, um, I have a slight addendum mm. taken yeah. straight from the TV pages of The Apparently, there's a program on BBC Three tonight entitled BBC. "Tom Felton Meets the Superfans." Right, this is the Malfoy, Draco Malfoy. Yes, yeah, yeah, the one who, play, yeah, the guy who played Draco Malfoy in the uh, Harry Potter films, and the bad guy in Planet of the Apes. Mm, yes, oh yeah, and I think he's uh, currently playing something on Murder in the First. Ooh, that's I showing on FSX. Oh, yes. FX, FX. Yeah. It's just the way the uh, the pricey for the program is written up in the paper. Uh, Felton is well aware of fan attention from his Harry Potter day. But he wants to understand what the more extreme fans get from their fixation. It's a story fun journey, and Felton, pictured, is a sensitive, sure footed presence at its centre. It's this next bit that got me, except when talking to William Shatner. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah! (laughs) It just tails off from there onwards. (laughs) Who has just passed his 84th birthday. Really? Okay. As the Shat. Barry Cry's 80th. Yeah. Yeah. Barry Cry is 80. Yeah. Today, yeah. Yeah. Very old. Happy birthday to me. (laughs) Happy. Birthday. (laughs) 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 Moving moving, moving rapidly on, I have another addendum. I'm going to have to watch that tonight. (laughs) I have an addendum. What's your addendum? My addendum is that the entire tissue supply in West Sussex is liable to run out. (laughs) This is about Gillen, isn't it? (laughs) Gillen, the wonderful Miss Karen Gillen, has just signed to appear in a remake or a latest telling of the... Try, uh, Salem Witch Trials project. Yeah. I think I think it's called Better the Devil You Know. I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. But the significant part uh, of it, yes. it is being made by H B O. Them of the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Boobs. Boobs. Blood. Mm. The way the way uh, the way I see it is mm. we are. Adam's go- not going to come out of his house well, for six well, weeks. The, 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 the way I see it, tissues bunk. are going to have to be. Used. Oh, stop about no, tissues. No, <laughs> Because, because one, she's going to get her kit off, HBO. Two, she quite probably is going to be burned at the stake. Probably. <laughs> so, no, I'm just not going there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should be good. <laughs> the first one should be interesting. The second, <laughs> when when is this out? I don't. It's currently being fit made at the moment. Or yeah, they're just starting to film it. Yeah, the, the, the news of Boston, apparently. Yeah, the news of the signing is only just broken so she could be dead within an episode essentially (laughs) she's a fairly major character she's the daughter of one of the main characters so was um oh god lannister 
Tyrant. Um, you mean Ned Stark? Ned, so was Ned Stark. Oh, okay. Ned Stark was a major yeah, character. Yeah, he got a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yeah, the devil you know. Ah, He's always already got it bookmarked. bookmarked. <laughs> that, that was my major news. Okay, well, that was disgusting. <laughs> Any more addendums? Mm, do you believe that? We are addendum out. Yes. out. Time for music. Now, dear listeners, for this section, we are going to take some time out to remember, the, well, well, to celebrate the life of uh, one Terry Pratchett. Who would like to start? Ah, I'm trying to remember. The, I think Pratchett first came to my attention in 82, just before the, just after the release of A Colour of Magic, because oh. there was this... There was this sci-fi science magazine that used to sort of split between the two. It was the BBC effects designer. Uh, Irvin? Matt yeah, Irving? Matt Irving. Matt, Matt Irving. Irving, sorry. Matt Irving used to write a lot of bits and pieces for it. Ooh. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why I got it. The first issue did an in-depth exploration of the uh, the Liberator model. Okay. So that, mm. that got me caught. Cool. That's but, on eBay at the moment. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Oh, how much? 9,000 quid. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> but yeah. that... That's what got my attention, but they did a whole article about Pratchett, certainly the colour of magic and the how good the book was. Yeah, he came out of seemed to come out of nowhere, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, magic mm-hmm. yeah. exploded yeah. exploded on the um, the scene. So I, I bought the colour of magic just out of interest and loved it. It was very close to Hitchhiker's Guide humour at the time, mm-hmm. and that's probably one thing that that's caught me and dragged me in but it was the fancy rather than sci-fi yeah similar. yeah it was yes. doing its fancy rather complete with footnotes and subheadings oh yeah amazing mm. names yes as well. oh, <laughs> yeah that's that's it it's one of the few books that i couldn't read on the bus because it would make me laugh out loud mm. okay. <laughs> you know and you suddenly you look up and you're suddenly on the bus by yourself as everyone is sort of cowering at the back going look at the loony sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> so but no it it's it's one of those things that everyone I meet and know, I try to get to read because I want to share things that I found fantastic and great. Mm. And, and Pratchett is. And it's not only the central characters of uh, Rince Wind, Two Flowers and the Luggage. Mm-hmm. You have the secondary characters that run virtually through all the books. Yeah. And so each book has its... A couple of them are reoccurring, but each book has its main stars. Mm-hmm. But, as I said, you have the, the librarian. Oh, and uh, yeah, have a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have the librarian who's an orangutan. Mm, yes. Who, who as, as it says, was changed into an orangutan by a magical accident and found it much more easier to uh, climb the bookshelves and get the books. <laughs> yeah, and chose to stay. Uh, mm. And all the deep philosophical questions just boil down to where's the next banana coming from <laughs> so resists any opportunity to change man. he's the only character who can sort of convey so many meanings in one word Ook. Ook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that is why i've enjoyed it uh, the whole run of all the books i think i personally prefer the tiffany aching books okay. with the we started with the wee freeman because they are a perfect antidote to the twilight books it's yeah. it's a coming it's a coming of age story. It starts when she's nine and go. I think the the last one, which is the lo- the last book ever to be released, sort of finishes when she's about twenty one. 
but it follows the major points through her life and the catastrophes can befall you as an adult making wrong decisions and she has to face up and deal with those wrong decisions mm. <laughs> uh for myself terry pratchett first sort of impinged upon my consciousness to a lesser extent with uh, the color of magic and uh, the like yeah. fantastic but i think the one that swung it for me was uh, good omens yes oh which is co-written mm. which is co-written yeah, by neil, neil gaiman yeah. we've just had that on mm. uh, round about christmas on the radio good mm. omens yes. for me like probably with you, was the introduction to Neil Gaiman. Yeah. And um, I love Pratchett because basically you'd introduced me to him when we met. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking, hmm, well, Terry Pratchett is working with him. This Neil Gaiman probably shows promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> and he is, Neil Gaiman is now my third favourite author. Yeah. Oh. Terry Pratchett is my favourite. Shakespeare is my second favourite. Oh. Simply because Terry Pratchett never made me want to kill myself after reading him for an hour. <laughs> Unlike yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it's the whole premise of the Discworld novels. I mean, sort of, well, for the very fact of where they're set... On a, on a yeah. flat world, which is balanced on the back of four elephants, which is on a gigantic turtle flying through mm. space. Yeah, very clever. Everything mm. comes up with it's a twist on our reality, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Not very much. So. Well, uh, there's sort of side angle. Doing yeah, there, there's one. There's one book. I try and can't for the life of me remember the name of it at the moment. But it has the clax, which is semaphore, which is essentially mm. the internet going postal. Mm. Going yeah, postal, going postal. Yeah. It, it, it's basically the internet. They've worked it up that it's in photographs and whatever through the clacks mm-hmm. and it's, it's a sense the internet yeah. his writing does you know, it's some of the subtle nuances in it you've got the city of Ankh-Morpork yeah which is basically the most wretched well to coin a phase the most yeah. wretched hive of villainy yeah. going if I remember rightly you can't drown in the Ankh but you can be beaten to death with it <laughs> <laughs> and that's it it's all fish that, be, that have been brought up from the you know, from the bottom of the river yeah. exploded due to the change in pressure yeah yeah <laughs> My favourite characters are the witches. Yes. Are Granny Weatherwax and Nanny, Nanny Hawk. Hawk. <laughs> There's just something... Magrat. Amazing. And, and Magrat. Agnes Nitt. Yeah. The There's just one. something wonderful about them, yeah. especially Granny Weatherwax and Nanny Og. They complete <laughs> counterpoint to each other. Oh, God, yeah. You know, <laughs> Granny Weatherwax is tall and slim. Aloof. And aloof, very much aloof. Yeah. Nanny, uh, Nanny Og is short, dumpy, and the life and soul of the party. <laughs> sex mad as well. And sex mad, <laughs> yeah. And um, as, I've, as I've told you, there's um, a scene in Carpe Jugular oh, yeah. that is a perfect mm. example of how Terry Pratchett can not only make you sort of cry with laughter, but then can just make you feel bloody awful. And it's, um, let me find it for you. It's basically Granny Weatherwax has been called to deliver a baby and the farmer's wife has been kicked by a cow. So this is obviously not good. And she has to choose whether the baby or the mother lives. And death nips in and has the decency to just take the baby without hanging around. Mm -hmm. And the midwife had been saying, look, we need to let the father decide. We need to let him decide. And after the baby has died and death has been and gone... It was doubtful that anyone in Slice would defy Granny Weatherwax, but Granny saw the faintest grey shadow of disapproval in the midwife's expression. You still reckon I should have asked Mr Ivy, she said. That's what I would have done, said the midwife. You don't like him, said Granny. You think he's a bad man? No. But then what's he ever done to me that I should hurt him so? 
and it's just such such a powerful mm. little scene. Yeah, mm. right, it's slap very, bang in the middle of a comedy. Yeah, yeah. very poignant oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm. While we're on poignant, oh well, <laughs> not long after he died. Um, Terry Pratchett's publisher made a point of saying that he died of natural causes. He hadn't taken his Mm. life. Um, He'd made it very, very clear that he was pro... Advocate, mm. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was um, euthanasia, essentially. Yeah, and that's that's his choice. That's fine. Yeah, that's what he believed, so, yes. and no, you know, no one's got mm. a right to say he was wrong. But I'm kind of glad that it was natural causes, huh? because there are people out there for whom, if he'd taken his own life, it would have soured yeah. him, Maybe. soured his mm, reputation possibly, yeah. to them. And I just can't yeah. stand the idea of anyone saying anything bad. About him after he'd gone. Yeah, but there again, I mean, as you said, I mean, he, if he wanted a time of his own choosing, he was all, he was all go in his back garden, sort of seated in his favourite deck chair with a large glass of brandy in his hand. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, his back garden was very nice. <laughs> There's, um, I, I read an interview with uh, his daughter, Rihanna, mm. and he said, she said that uh, life with Terry Pratchett as your father was like living with a grown up hobbit. <laughs> she quoted the fact that he would used to wake her up in the middle of the night when she was very small, wrap her up in the blanket, t- take her downstairs so they could watch the glowworms. <laughs> sweet. But it, it's it's little things from the books that I like. Um, there's a mention in one of it sums up the 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 footnotes. I can't remember the exact line, but it's the wizard pointed towards the far mountain. We can go via Scund, and it's got a, a question uh, a asterisk for it. Right down the bottom, you had the footnote saying S- the mountain was called Scund, which in the local language meant your finger, you fall. <laughs> because explorers used to come along, grab the natives, point and scream, what the hell is that? At any of the local <laughs> features. So we have uh, such places as I don't understand marsh and <laughs> where woods and what the hell are you pointing at stream? <laughs> but it's, it, that sort of summed up the, mm. the books. Uh, mm. My favourite book of all of them, I think, is not a Discworld book. Mm. It's mm. Nation which is um, a story about a, a, a boy on an island. And uh, it is a very, I wouldn't say funny book, but it's an amusing book, but it's also a very, very dark book. Because I think it was written when he was diagnosed. Mm. Is this yeah. the one where the boy is sent off on his right of manhood? Yeah. And he has to go out in the boat for like a, a week and yeah. survive on this boat for a week. And while he's there, was it a volcano? No, a sun- tsunami. Tsunami hits, takes out the, the island. Oh, okay. And it just leaves him. It goes back and there's nothing <laughs> Yeah, it goes back and there's nothing, nothing there. there. And le- it's him and uh, a white girl who could possibly be the last la- of the royal line. Because there's a plague back home. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a very dark, but it's yeah. very mm. amusing. Um, one situation that does spring to mind, as I say, is it, it just highlights the uh, subtleties in his writing. I think it you know, features uh, one of the uh, Igors. <laughs> yes. And um, I do believe... Um, Self-made men, mm, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Scraps, yes. <laughs> the dog. No, concern. I think it's one of the characters gets knocked up, knocked unconscious or something like that, or he's stunned uh, momentarily. And when he comes to, there's an Igor standing in front of him. 
this Igor says, how many fingers do you see, Master? Yes, and he says, oh, ten. And then the next sentence is, putting away the jar of fingers, the Igor nodded of satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all subtle things like that. And of course, we can't talk about Pratchett without talking about death. Oh. <laughs> and death's horse. Mm. Yeah. Binky. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again, it is one of the secondary characters that have starred occasionally, mm. but they he runs through every book. Yeah, he's always there. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. Pratchett, I'd, I'd, you know, when, Typed. He, when he started writing these, obviously it was long, long before his own diagnosis. Mm. But if he'd started writing them after he was diagnosed, you'd think it, it was a way for him to make death less ominous. Yeah. Because mm. he's the friendliest death ever. He, really. he, <laughs> he, Do your job. He has certainly helped me with my fears of death. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've come to favour or, or like death to a certain extent. It's always written in capitals. Yeah. <laughs> and so the deaths, I think one of them, Rincewind, eventually went to death's realm. And instead of being yes. a, a, mm. a, a castle, a tower, it's a cottage. What more does death need? <laughs> But I think at this point we should do what we regularly do. What, <laughs> regularly, recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Disturbingly regularly. If you couldn't care to turn us off, go and charge your glass and then come back. And ladies and gentlemen, I give you Terry Pratchett. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> 2015's been a bitch of a year, really, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. Yeah. Yet Tom Baker... Still, Still hangs on. on. <laughs> He's hanging pickled. On. Mm. Hanging on <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. What? You're going to get a side, <laughs> dress up in a cowl, and you're going to go and tap on his window. <laughs> and now there remains only one final question. Have you been naughty or nice? And now, dear listeners, we have a spot of levity for you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we have some hijinks and games for your delight and delectation. Because it's the tenth anniversary of New Who. Why is it hijinks? Why can't it be low jinx or on the level jinx? That's just perverted. <laughs> middle jinx. Middle jinx. Middling jinx. Middle jinx. Isn't that a sort of village in Gloucestershire? <laughs> <laughs> Come on then, Purcell. What have you got for us? It's all about numbers here. Yep. Mm. We've had 10 years of New Who. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we should, of course, be up to season 11 by now, but we're not. <laughs> but anyway, it's um, still great, doesn't it? It still sticks in the core. But we have had eight seasons of good New mm. Who. Yes. And with every episode, there has been an audience appreciation figure mm. and a final ratings. Oh. So I'm going to go through in pairs a few stories, and you've got to decide <laughs> oh. which got the better audience appreciation figure and the better viewing figures. Okay, what's an audience appreciation figure? It's out of 100. Yeah. BBC One average for a drama is 81, which mm-hmm. is considered uh, very good. How yeah. much they've enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Based on a poll, currently based on a poll of 20,000 people on oh, the okay. internet, I think. But since New Who came back, it's all been done with the same mechanism, basically. Okay. Old Who is a bit different, so you can't really compare directly. But, uh, mm-hmm. So I'll start off with two stories from uh, the first season series of New Who. The Unquiet Dead... And The Long Game. I would say The Unquiet Dead was best 
on both counts. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's the second one, so it, the long game was quite way into it. And yeah. So I think people... So you think the audience who, figures might be down? Or uh, the no, I think, no be down? I think the audience figures would be down because people who didn't like it have dropped off. Mm. But while uh, I'm quite dead, it's the second episode in, so, you know, it still might be people sort of testing it out, see what it's like. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go mm. for... But it had the best pre-credits thing ever. The scream, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it's quite yeah, quite high actually. So well, I, I'm quite dead. Actually, had a lower audience oh, appreciation yeah. figure than Long Game. Can you believe right. that? Wow. Uh, I'm quite dead at 80. Long Game at 81. Mm. But viewing figures, mm. I'm quite dead had 8.86 million. Long Game 8.01 million. So mm. it did have high ratings. But uh, mm-hmm. I would have rated the um, Unquiet Dead. I think higher. everybody would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well. Okay. All right. Okay. Boomtown mm-hmm. from season one again and 42 from season three. Ooh. Oh, these are. Mm. Well, I would say. Ooh. <laughs> Boomtown and 42. How do you rate those? Crikey. They're both much of a muchness, really, yeah. episode wise. Yeah. I would say 42 had the higher audience appreciation figures, but lower viewing figures. Mm. Do you agree or disagree? Mm. I, I, I mm. certainly agree with the audience participation. Mm. Participation. I would say 42 had the higher viewing figures. That's what uh, I said. No, that's not why. No, it's the opposite. We said, <laughs> "Yeah, fake Keith was entirely right." Oh, <clears throat> forty-two had lower viewing figures, people figures, it. yeah, and higher appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So you were right. Yeah. So it's eighty-two to eighty-five. Eighty-five, very high for forty-two. That is. Mm. Mm. I think it's because of, because of that film that was out at the same time. Oh, it could be Sunshine. Oh yeah. Mm. Had the one that didn't like. Yeah, yeah. So it was also based on a popular concept, i.e., the twenty-four, mm. sort of taking place mm. over real time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, here's going to be an interesting one. Evolution of the Daleks. <laughs> second episode of that two-parter. Yeah. And Robot of Sherwood. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh right, yeah. now, so we're thinking about not what Adam thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I would say Robots of Sherwood is way down there. Oh, For I, what, I don't know. or audience appreciation? I don't know. Yes. You've ah. got to remember how much maligned the... Uh, snake-skinned American is. Man, bounce the Dalek. Yes. Yes. Mm. I would say Robots of Sherwood had higher viewer appreciation yeah. figures and higher viewing figures. No, I, th- I think it has higher appreciation figures, but I think it might have lower viewing figures. That's the size or evolution of the Daleks. I mean, sort of <laughs> considered a bit of a stinker by most people by today's standards. Yeah, it was yeah. awful. But back then, 85, very high order of appreciation. Really? Ooh, yeah. Was it all the writer's family you know <laughs> i don't know it did have lower viewing figures though uh 6.97 million compared to 7.28 for robot sherwood but robot sherwood, sherwood had 82 rather than 85 see that's still really good it's still pretty good yeah. in fact all of new who apart from one i think has been in the 80s in fact no two are in the 90s two in the 90s one in the uh, 70s everything else has been in the 80s was um love and monsters in the 70s that was coming up so i won't say that okay then Midnight mm-hmm. compared mm. to Flatline. Oh, 
yeah. <laughs> so Midnight's Glitty, a very uh, somewhat controversial to some people, but yeah, no, no. a very unique idea. I, I Flatline, flatline. generally, because mm. yeah. yeah. it's yeah. an episode. Well, if I had to judge it on what I think, then I think Flatline yes. would be highest on both. Yes. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd agree Even with that, Even though Midnight yeah. was really good. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. I hate to do this, but I think Midnight is probably going to higher appreciation figures. Really? Okay. Personally. Simply because of I, would, I would say Flatline. I mean, even though sort of Midnight was a very, sort of very, very intense and claustrophobic episode. Yeah. And the skill of the um, when the two characters were mimicking yeah. each other, yeah. that yeah. was amazingly yeah. well done. Mm. But I, I still think Flatline. Uh, well, no, I, say, I, think, uh, I think Midnight, higher appreciation. Viewing figures, ooh, mm. that's a different matter entirely. Mm. I wouldn't like to call that one. I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> Mr. Rumbly. Mm. you got a rumbly in his tumbly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crumbly's rumbly tumbly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, Midnight wins it both. Mm. Really? Yeah, Midnight. 86 appreciation compared to 85 of Flatline, which is <laughs> so pretty good. They're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Midnight had yeah. 8.05 mm. million viewers, which is mm. very That's high. Good. Flatline, 6.71. Wow. Mm. Well, I'm very surprised by that. I mean, I thought the figures would have been the uh, other way around. Yeah. No. yeah. No. All right, then, how about Curse of the Black Spot? Yay! <laughs> and listen. <laughs> okay, so Gillen dressed as a pilot. Pilot? Pilot. What are those pirates? Pirates. <laughs> a skimpy pilot. Yeah. Gillen dressed as a pirate. Hugh Bonneville. Life on the ocean waves. Versus listen. Yeah. <laughs> a, a very silly I story versus no story at all. No, see, I think listen would have got very high audience appreciation figures, but I think Curse of the Black Spots viewing figures were higher. Because oh. listen was an awesome episode. <laughs> I think somebody might disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, um, mm, very true. No, I think I mean. think um, Curse of the Black Spot. Higher viewing and appreciation. I mean, for, well, on the premise, um, what's that model's name who was in it? Uh, Lily Cole, or whatever. Her yes, name was, you know. yes mm, yeah, I go with you know, sort of high figures and uh, audience appreciation for that. You would be right. Curse of Black mm-hmm. Spot had higher Booyah. AI eighty six <laughs> in your high. face. No, 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 no. Eighty two, just eighty two. Just eighty two. That's still really high. Still, still pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I think those but, figures were artificially inflated. Listen, has seven point two. Like your willy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> How did that pop out? Yeah. <laughs> Curse of Black Spot had nearly eight hundred thousand more viewers though. Blimey. Yeah. You'll get the viewing figures in this one. A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Mm. Compared to the Doctor's Wife, clearly a Christmas episode compared to a normal episode, so Ooh. it's a little unfair. Oh. But, uh, yeah. but Doctor's oh, Wife, the doctor, is obviously it's, it's got to be the Doctor's Wife has the highest audience appreciation figures because that's just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Mighty Christmas Carol, I think is uh, no, the yeah. Christmas Carol was a good mm. one, but that's what I'd say. yeah, I think obviously Christmas Carol would have had higher viewing figures. Yeah, but I think Doctor the Doctor's Wife has higher audience mm. appreciation. I'd say pretty much neck and neck, actually. Just neck and never neck. agree with me, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Just never can. Doctor's Wife, yeah, 87, compared oh, yep. to 83. Mm, Christmas Carol, good. it seems quite low for me. Uh, and, yeah, 12.11 million for yeah. a Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Yeah. 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 And 7.97. Basically it's not that million. they wanted to watch it, they just couldn't get up and turn the channel <laughs> yeah. over. That's what remote controls are for. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in the centre mm, of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Love and Monsters. Mm. And Fear Her. 
Oh, <laughs> Vera has not. Vera has an undeserved reputation. Like Vera, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I okay. think. I think that's. What I think a definition of a, of a middle of the road sort yeah. of episode. Isn't it? I think Vera probably going to have higher appreciation. Mm, yeah, and possibly higher. See ratings. E- ratings wise, mm. ratings. Not, not so much about that part. episode. More about the, yeah. It's hard. To, to yeah. judge because mm. a lot of Moffat's stories actually had like Empty Child had quite low ratings yeah. despite them being brilliant more. Yeah. yeah but I can't believe any of the audience chosen for the audience appreciation poll would have got to the bit with the bloody absorb <laughs> and still put yeah this is really good so I'm going to say Fear Her has the highest audience mm. appreciation figures yeah. and yeah. viewing figures because okay. Love and Monsters was bloody awful <laughs> you are right Fear Her has 83 mm-hmm. and 7.414 million mm-hmm. compared to Love Monsters which is 6.66 mm-hmm. which sounds like uh, not really the beast <laughs> million and a lowly 76 see I was right by some margin I've been right by from all these years I've been right <laughs> yeah okay then final one then The Girl Who Waited Ooh. and The Angels Take Manhattan Ooh. again this is um, people didn't know what to expect yeah. so I would say mm. everyone knew that the Ponds were leaving, so I think the Angels Take Manhattan will have the higher viewing figures, mm-hmm. but the girl who waited was just brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Mm, yeah. and so I think the audience appreciation yeah. will be higher on that because yeah. it was just and the view and the viewing figures, yeah. Yeah. and the, the retail shopping went up mm. as well <laughs> yeah. for yeah. toasters. It actually, oh, Angels Take Manhattan has a higher AI oh. and really? a higher rating. Oh, Ooh. really? It's Eighty-eight compared to Girl Who Waited eighty-five. Only eighty-five. Yeah, oh, eighty-five deserve more than that. And uh, 7.82 million for Angel State Manhattan, mm-hmm. compared to 7.6 for a girl who waited. I stand corrected. Yeah. They're clearly Angel wrong because yeah. the girl who waited was fantastic. Yeah. I think it was actually better than yes. their, yeah. their exit story. But there we go. Out of a quick curiosity here then, looking at the finales, who would want to guess the, the highest rated AI for, and the lowest rated AI of the I'd years. say finales. Doomsday got highest. the highest mm. uh, oh, viewing yeah. figures. I don't know how viewing figures I've got. The All right, Just Doomsday the got the highest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, the lowest. The, the last mm. one. Death in Heaven. Yeah. Yeah, mm. Death in Heaven, only 83. <laughs> Which is by far the lowest uh, season finale. And Doomsday Edge is actually joint party in the ways of 89. 89. Not mm. surprised. Last of the time was 88. Journey's End, 91. Ooh. That two-parter both had 91. The only ones in the 90s. Oh. Big Bang, 89. Wedding River Song, 86. Name of the Doctor, 88. Death in Heaven is way, way down compared to them. Yet and still... nobody realised he was a soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Just not going to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Mm. A lot of interesting stuff there. Just go and show you that figures mean nothing. Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Introduce you to my friend Stephen Hawking. I think he might have an argument for you there. (laughs) Are you friends with Stephen Hawking? I mean, Steve. Why don't you invite me along? (laughs) There's only so much room in his chair. (laughs) (laughs) Right, dear listeners, we've been watching a DVD. Have we? Yes. What would that be? Ooh, it's mysterious. Oh. Is it on a planet? It could very well be. Sort of round, this DVD. Mm-hmm. Which means it must be... Mysterious. I was going to say Doctor Who. There's <laughs> only so many times we can say mysterious before the music cuts in. <laughs> so the Doctor's on trial. Yes. yes. That's yeah. after his 18 months. This is it. Uh, we have... Hiatus. Yes, yes. 
Is this the first episode of the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's parts, it's parts one to four. Opening yeah. shots. I did like we that, were all yes. It was fantastic. No matter how old yes. we were, and yeah. some of us were quite young, <laughs> we were there going, oh my <laughs> God, this, this is, is brilliant. Yes. And lasted how long? About 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, and that... Into an overlit studio or a bad yeah, studio. Yeah, and yeah. that was the entire season's budget. Oh, it's gone like it was that. wonderful. Yeah, it just was, for those oh, first 30 exciting. seconds. No, I did... I, I was very impressed by the opening shot, the way the camera sort of well, panned yeah, around the, the space station. Did, did they yeah. go to Lucas, uh, Lucas Films, LucasArts? Uh, ILM, no. No. Yeah. I, I was it was probably a using company, but they don't use the technology. They just got the motion control. The only the other good thing about these these first four episodes was the change we saw in the Doctor and Perry's oh, relationship. Yes, they were buddies. They yeah. were mates. There it was, was that that stupid bickering. It yeah. was it was still the seven. The, it was still the Sixth Doctor's arrogance, mm, but yeah. it was tempered with humour, with a mm. smile. Yeah, and she wasn't such a windy cow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you look at the dialogue, if you read it on the page, they're still saying the same sort of yeah. f- mm-hmm. fighting, bickering. Yeah. But the way they play it... That's it. It's, it's played and joked mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. 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 It's the actors who have decided we're not going to keep doing well, these what, what, two irritating yeah. games anymore. What, what, what particularly sticks in my mind is, is the opening dialogue. Uh, is, is there intelligent life yeah. here? What other than me you mean? Yeah. But it's said yes. with a smile and it's yeah. said gently. Yeah, if that had been done previous season, they would have oh, been grief. at yeah. each other's yeah. throats. Turned up to dollar. eleven. Yeah, we're also introduced to Sabalom Glitz. Yep, ah, oh, brilliant. And, and his mm. best mate, who's named after a gardening implement. But <laughs> 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 this a thing for making holes. <laughs> <laughs> now those two, I mean, they reminded me of Mr. Croup and Mr. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Mm. But they are the the last Robert Holmes great characters because mm. he, he died yeah. soon after. Mm. He did. He, he was going to write the finale for yeah. the season. It didn't get very far before you. No, but it, 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 it's certainly <laughs> uh, certainly along the lines of uh, Django and Lightfoot. It's the repartees, yeah, yeah. the back and forwards. Mm. Mm. If anything, yeah. he's, he's really quite well known for his double acts. Yeah, Robert Holmes. Yeah. He did great double acts back yeah. in his, his day. And these are the final final ones. Even though poor old Dibber was clearly <laughs> being taken <laughs> for a mug yes. oh yeah yeah, yeah. 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 it was he's yeah, even... essentially the muscle yeah, yeah. Oh, very much so it glitz was the uh, brains of the outfit he thought so he was very verbose I mean he likes to use a lot of long words yes yes incorrectly yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why use one when three will do mm. yeah. yeah who was the uh, brutal one out of uh, Mr. Croup and Mr. Vandermar uh, it, was, it was both Vandermar, of them both of them really but I think Vandermar Mr. Croup liked words while Mr. Vandermar liked violence mm, that's right yeah uh what's the guy's name dibber dibber that's it dibber. yeah <laughs> what's that mime but violence wasn't necessarily dibber's first recourse but he was there to no, punch he, he was just yeah. a hired help yeah 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 he had a very a very good line in baffled expression yes. yeah. 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 yeah yeah it's real shame he never came back no yeah that's the only one you get the, you get the feeling glitz sold him somewhere well, considering what happened to the crew in Dragonfire. exactly yes yeah. <laughs> he did go off to do london's burning didn't he, did, he? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he was too busy to yeah we also had the quite sophisticated and 
looked very well Drathro. The, the well, robot. The L3. Yeah, yeah, the, L3 yes. the L3 robot. Yeah, who is quite jointed. It was all because I remember it was very manipulative and able mm-hmm. to pick up mm-hmm. things and twirl yeah. them in his hand. Yeah. The big thing with that is it didn't have rubber joints no. as you normally get in robots. Mm-hmm. So it looked the, like it could they were really proper, be... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were proper joints. Yeah, yeah, proper yeah, articulated suit. joints. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was very clever. Oh, and uh, those, those two guys who were helping... Um, Hinkle and yes. um, Humner. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, those two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, were they named something stupid? Humker and Tandrel. No, Tandrel and Tandrel. Yeah. 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 That is one complaint I do have about this season as a whole, but it started here. Uh, the Sixth Doctor's ridiculous name calling or changing. Like, yeah. with these two, he'd give them, he'd change their names to be stupid things like... Uh, yeah, Hamrock and, and Gong. Yeah. 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 And he did the same with the Valley Oh, yeah, the sh- uh, Shipyard. Oh, the Yard, yeah. Yeah, It depends how much was that that was written by the overall arc whoever wrote that Saywood wrote most mm. of the trial scenes yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Colin's doctor here was starting to really get a handle yes it. But he still felt like he was being hampered by the writers. But compare this yeah. to his big finish. Stuff. Oh, God, it's completely different. It, mm. In the trial scenes, he seems to be really quite childish. And Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I'd say he's putting across quite a fair amount of uh, righteous indignation. He's been brought out of time. I mean, even though he's, like, he's still disorientated. Yeah, to see these trumped-up charges brought against him. Yeah, there is some way of going about that rather than actually antagonising the court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's cl- The Doctor is clever yeah. enough to be able to talk his way around anything yeah. without resorting to being a six-year-old's the only yeah. doctor I could see doing a little bit of this is maybe Tom. Mm-hmm. Only a little bit. And I can't mm. see any other doctor acting like yeah. this. Maybe, no. maybe it'll hurt me a little bit, but not very long. Just to make, yeah, yeah. The, re- the rest of them, they would just, yeah, they would outwit yeah. the Valiard. That's, yeah. a sh- that's a shame. I think that, again, Colin's doctor was not particularly well served no. sometimes. Certainly, certainly through the overall arc of this story. Yeah. There are certainly m- moments in the story. He has some mm. great moments. Yeah. And those are a lot of it down to, to Colin himself. Mm. Yeah. For example, the, the changing the emphasis on some of the words so it's not yeah. a fight. Yeah. But a fun, the very brief Tom Baker impersonation. When yeah. he when he's uh, not uh, Pertwee, I think it was. My head hurt. could be Pertwee, but yeah, it, it, was, it, it was it oh, was a very abominably so that was, it, that was <laughs> Tom Baker. He was trying, was yeah, I, think oh, he, okay. I think he's trying to get the timber of Tom Baker, which yeah. nobody can do except for Tom <laughs> Baker. I thought he was trying to do yeah, but there, you see. Yeah, but there it. again, so, I mean, sorry. obviously, all right, insert spoiler music here. Spoiler music, How many years has it been? 13. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 29. No, I mean, because obviously it's all later in the series we find out who the Valyard yeah. actually is. I mean, obviously, kind of. he, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's in a very good position to press all the Doctor's buttons. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm watching this again the other night, I did for a moment imagine what it must be like for the Valyard. Mm. must look back at the doctor and think god i was an idiot back then yeah. <laughs> you're like looking at a younger version of yourself mm-hmm. well, that, that, look that, at him playing the fool eh? i really like that <laughs> that's something that sort of come over with the uh, third and the second doctor yeah yeah you know the very to, to the extreme because and- the valiard is such a mm. cool calculating character yeah, compared to that, this doctor is really childish. Well, basically, sort of basically, he's sort of the dark side of the doctor. Yeah, yeah. you but can again, almost I... understand his motivation. He thinks, yeah. "I'm being a real idiot here," mm-hmm. but now I'm much more grown up, got my own mind properly. Now I should take my old regenerations, <laughs> save myself from that, from my well, own that, past. That's, that's the thing. This is, that's why it's so hard to accept the doctor acting so childishly because he he shouldn't have done the the Valiard shouldn't have had that higher ground over him. No, mm. <laughs> it's such. Yeah, the, the whole the trial thing is a bit of a shame. Because yeah. it also, mm. not only is it a bit unfortunate in 
some of the way it's played, but it draws you out of the story. As yeah. Well. Oh God. Mm. Yeah. You that just... was what I found yeah. annoying. Is you're, you're really getting into it, and then and suddenly, suddenly you're back, back in, in the, in the uh, courtroom. trial yeah. mm. for, for generally no, no reason, reason other yeah. than yeah. the Valiard and the Doctor to insult each other. Yeah. 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 It's not moving the story forward no. at all. No. It's just just to remind people that they yeah, that losing all. Yeah. But you see, you got the reminder. Of, it's, it's about the only time you've had an announcer doing a recap for the show because mm. each each of the trial episodes had the announcer explained where the situation where they are yeah. at the moments yeah, something yeah. i so remember at the, the time yeah. Yeah. yeah the tribe tribe of the free yeah yes oh, joan it was it joan sims joan so joan sims yeah, yeah. Joan yeah. Sims. As, see i want to call her catrical way back in the 80s yes. when mm. this had come out a group of us did a leisure hive yeah we the did leisure a, hive, um, did a skit catch, based on this and <laughs> Oh, I, I can remember the names we gave them better than the names. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Katrika, 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 Queen Katrika. Do you get the feeling, like with Beryl Reed a few years beforehand, she hadn't got a bleeding clue yeah. what was going I on? I think I think it's a case of J and stunt casting, but oh, yeah, uh, but she course, she yeah. she just went with it. Just recite the lines. Yeah, just just wear the badly fitting costume. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mind you. Harking back to what you were saying about most of the budget being all blown on the first uh, shot. <laughs> the um, actual dark light uh, converter, the dark light converter, converter. Yes. Mac- Mac- you could actually see it swaying yeah. in the breeze. <laughs> yeah. How do you know dark light converters aren't very light? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was ma- it was made from maconite. Maconite mm. is a very light material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but to see it wobbling, designed to it, it can gather more light. Yeah. That way. <laughs> see, the bit you saw was the light bit. Oh, <laughs> oh God! Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I've just remembered a, a light from Dibber is oh, we've got tons of black light on our spaceship oh yeah we can hardly even see at times and then we had um, of course the the London Underground yes and Marvel for Arch. some Marvel reason Arch. HM Mad- Stationery Office Fitness. was yeah the last surviving station. I think we should have a shout out for once again a return of our old favourites, the Earthshock helmets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, again repainted, repainted. Yeah, garish colours. Yeah, so it <laughs> looks like it's, it's just dribbled. Yeah, paint on oh, the yeah, top. Yeah, that mm. pink yeah. stuff. Yeah, weird. Tom Chadbon back as Murdine rather yes. than Duggan this time. Yeah, it wasn't punching things this wasn't, time. No, <laughs> the character not not. Good seeing back there. Yeah, he, he was a sort of a hero because he was had the um, ironically the underground railway getting the uh, mm. peoples out to join the tribe of the free. Yeah, so again, you had there's a bit of this in Colin's time, but you had the civilization which was sort of trapped down in yeah. like a little complex, and this chap was in this case was helping them out. Yeah, mm. going through the routines, but nobody could remember why. Yeah, like uh, Time Lash, mm-hmm. you just don't at all get the sense. There is actually a civilization down there. No. Mm. It's just a few people. Yeah. Wandering just around. Yeah. Small yeah. sets. Yeah. In, in, just in corridors. Yeah. Just well, around you, corridors. Could, you could say the same about Gallifrey. Well, it, it, would have been, yeah. it would have been helpful if you, they could have built them to at least partially resemble the underground. Yes. But if they weren't, it was all sort of high-tech, well, not yeah. high-tech, but all plastic cladding, mm. neon glowing. No and, sign of a, a tunnel shape. Yes. Yeah. 
And again, we had, um, uh, for some reason, the Noel Edmonds house special of Gunging. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Food, yeah, when you uh, lit up the shoot. Yeah, when you lit up the shoot, yes. Yeah. Slapstick comedy. Yes. Yeah. Poorly choice slapstick Speaking of slapstick comedy, the other robots that sent to chase after the doctor. The L1. The L1, yeah. The L1. I mean, it didn't exactly move very fast. Well, you could tell it was sped up, can't you? Yeah. It's trundling along the trail. Yeah. That's it, I mean, but the amount of time it took to turn around on its treads. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Nice idea, but again, mm. the, the budget yeah. Yeah. doesn't tend to support it, these things. It looked good as oh, long yeah. as it didn't mm. move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the way, the way it ensnared the Doctor, I mean, obviously you could see the film was reversed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Yeah, it's trained so much. spoiled that entire scene for On the whole, oof. It was <laughs> mediocre. Yeah, yeah, it was It was, It was. was the first episode after the hiatus, so it was meant to be New Direction, uh, New Styling. And besides the first 30 seconds, it was <laughs> basically brought down to more of the same. Unfortunately, mm. yeah, apart from obviously the trial thing, which I think most people regard as a bit of a mistake in yeah. retrospect. But yeah. it's a shame, because it, it, Robert Holmes' final yeah. story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Guy's done some absolute classics, and I don't know, that something, had, I'm not sure it was, was his script, but something had let it down. Yeah, the, 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 the you execution could, of it, maybe. You could see the Robert Holmes pearls in there. Yeah, but and there was obviously like Glitz, yeah. who became a returning character because he was so good. So, yeah, someone did a polish or something happened somewhere that just stopped it shining through. Yeah. yeah, out of all Same of them though, so you had uh, Mysterious Planet, yep. then Mind Warp, yep. then Terror the Vervoids. Yep. In order of preference, I'd put this one middle ground. Mind Warp first, then this one, then Terror the Vervoids. Yeah. Mm. I'd probably put it in the middle too, but I'd probably put Vervoids first. And really? Mind Vervoids? Third, yeah. yeah I, I got them personally. I would have. Oh, in it. I know. Yeah. I, I would also <laughs> include Ultimate Foe. Ultimate Foe in oh, that, course, the yeah. last one. Mm-hmm. Because uh, episode 13, the last episode wholly written by Robert Holmes, mm. was spectacular. It was. Yeah. Beautiful setup. Yeah, it was a beautiful yeah. setup. Yeah. But unfortunately, he, he didn't finish it. No, mm, unfortunately, yeah. Jip and Payne came along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the first time I've seen The Mysterious Planet since it was televised. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I had this on VHS. I watched it many times. Oh, blimey. And 12, 13 think, year old. Uh, I mean, to all intents and purposes, I think Joan Sims was channeling uh, Paul Darrow. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Quite she possibly. was chewing at the scenery somewhere. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then she was meant to do this warrior queen, queen yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not at all clear where she came from she must presumably be descended of yeah. people from the underground everyone, but how long has yeah. she been out of the underground Quite a while, that, yeah. I couldn't see her in a chariot no, I was no. Like, <laughs> and there were no she women in the underground either no no, not that we saw. It's a bit strange. Keep them locked up as we should do. Belt up. <laughs> Sorry, boss. But for all my complaints about the trial interaction, Valiard is still a favourite character. Mm. Oh, yes. He had great potential. Mm. I, this story particularly didn't really show him in great light, I don't think. As we get towards but, episode yeah, 13... We're, we're merely introducing him at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Often people ask in the past, your favourite doctor, and I've kind of jokingly said the Valiard. <laughs> 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 I, I do like the idea of a darker doctor. Mm. Yeah. Ebby says he's an evil doctor. We don't know no, he's an evil no. doctor. All we know is he's desperate to get his own his old lives back mm, to yeah. kind of extend his own life. And he's certainly a more serious doctor. Yeah. Uh, that, but the, he, he's seen a lot. He's done a lot. I could see Sylvester's doctor going dark in the similar at, way. At the worst you can say about him, he's willing to do what is necessary. Yeah, Quite that's frankly, all we've seen. All the that's times all... I've been in court, I've seen barristers that were more badass than <laughs> yeah. the Valiards. He, yeah, he was yeah. just—he was there to do a job. 
Yes. Well, so he's well there he to was do, a prosecutor. Yeah. He's there to do a job, but his job is getting the lives of the doctor for himself. Yeah, so. ultimately, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's quite interesting because some of the fan fiction that's spilled off from this, the Virgin books, the BBC mm-hmm. books. Oh, is this the Valyard and the Inquisitor and the Pot of Mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> that's Not that one, okay. <laughs> Have have po- pointed towards the Valyard's roots in the Sixth Doctor. Yeah, he but, does tend. He's always linked to the Sixth. Yeah, right but uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think more Sylvester's yeah, Doctor. The way the Sylvester's Doctor was going. Yeah, you could see him becoming that ultimate manipulator. Yeah, and ends always justify the means. Mm. And again, you could see that somewhat with maybe the War Doctor too. But he had an excuse. Mm. War is hell. It's quite interesting. Yes. The um, Sixth Doctor source book for. Uh, the Dwarf Doctor Who time and space game. Yeah, the Chronicles. Yeah, uh, have have linked this stuff. have linked this directly into the Time War, and the the Valyard is coming back because of the Time War. Hmm, makes sense. I mean, I would say uh, Mysterious Planets. It's an introductory mm. group of episodes. Mm. Not a classic, but uh, not no, the, the worst in the world. No, that was Love and Monsters. Comes <laughs> <laughs> AIs anyway. <laughs> We have feedback. Who is it that's written to us? What wonderful, 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 (coughs) (coughs) wonderful person. We have one here from Joey. Hello, Joey. As Joey is the only person who's written to us, Joey gets a lollipop. Oh, (laughs) where? (laughs) That's yet to be decided. Okay. Let's see what Joey says first. Mm. He says, Hi, my name's Joey. Love the show. Hey, yeah. I wanted to let you know that the show is amazing and absolutely hilarious. Got the right show? (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah. Is this us? (laughs) I have been going through a lot since August. I'm bipolar and have been going through depression and getting divorced. Oh, dear. Mm. So I've been very low and had bad thoughts. But when I got like that, I would put on your podcast and I would cheer up. It really helped me through it. I just wanted to let you know that your show is helping people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm starting my own podcast, and I don't care if it goes anywhere, but if it can put a smile on someone's face, it's worth it. That being said, Mm. I don't have a name for it. It's about comics, TV shows, Doctor Who, Power Rangers, and the Sentai that they're based on, Cayman Rider and more, Mm. and movies I'm watching and what I see them doing to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if there are any ideas to help with it, or any ideas for it... Scott, your idea of the Doomcast is up there on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Any ideas would be helpful. Sincerely, Joey, a very grateful fan. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. Thank you a lot. Ideas is basically whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Have fun doing it. That's basically yeah. it. It heartens us to know that you know, there are people out there sort of going through bad times at the moment. And now sort of, <laughs> it heartens us to know. He's thinking the booty by Misery. He loves misery. No, to say you know, to say that our podcast is helping people. Yeah, yeah, yes. And as I say, it's all suffering the black dog de- of uh, depression. Oh God, yes. Yeah. There are people out there you can talk to and such. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people you can listen to. Mm-hmm. So, mm. the, the best recommendation I can ha- I can give you is just have fun doing it. Mm, yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. That was the only piece of feedback we got. Well, then, oh. then, hang on, hang on. We have room and space to do something. Oh, Ooh. really? Well, in front of all these people. Say hello to them. Oh, oh, hell! We forgot. He, he, he's got a poker cap on. It's mm-hmm. actually, it's his journo cap. cap. His journo cap? He's <laughs> been yeah. a journo. It's a dealer's cap. <laughs> there again, he hasn't got any hands to yeah. deal out Deal's with. He deals with his lips. 
and his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> his tongue. I was trying not to mention that. Hello, head of Pertwee. And Austin's he He's got a chocolate Dalek egg. I yeah. was waiting for Easter. Mm. <laughs> out of reach at the moment, you see. Apparently, according to Rory, <laughs> chocolate eggs. <laughs> okay. We would love to hear from you people because you're yes. all wonderful. Definitely. Especially Joey you. needs to hear your thoughts. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So yeah, please yeah. write to us at show at staggeringstories.net. That's a very violent pronunciation of net. Clarks and aggressive. We're giving these dead now. Uh, 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 Did you say he was dead? Isn't he dead? Clarkson. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I'm just, this is career, no? no. I was going to say, career-wise... Is there anybody you want to punch? <laughs> any producers or anybody? I mean, you know, uh, Andy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be insulted. I've got people queuing up to insult me. <laughs> Good higher calibre of insult. Mm, yes. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbles. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah. Oh. Oh. That was very sexual. <laughs> you sounded like you just expired. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Uh, Would you care to start again, young Grumbles? I was deflating. <laughs> and so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Ah, oh, That's better. <laughs> but never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More... Uh. <laughs> more fun frivolity and jollity more news and reviews more who old and new so until that M so until that mesmerising magical miasma of mystery you <laughs> sound like the guy from um, the life of Brian <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> There's tons of it round the back. There's, there's huge lumps of it out the back. <laughs> Sorry. Comes meandering down upon us. This is me, Crumbly saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 207, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Stop looking at your own sound line. (laughs) That's like watching yourself in the mirror as you drive. It will end in a nasty crash. (laughs) I was going to say, I often want to look at myself in the mirror while I drive. (laughs) (laughs) That towel whipping backwards and forwards. It's when you do the flossing. (laughs) (laughs) I have to throw out so many towels. (laughs) (laughs) I have a little crisis. (laughs) <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> well, Jean very, isn't... very little. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Jean isn't here, so I have to be in the crisis chair. Ah, uh, uh, moist. Don't ruin Jean's buttock crevice. Oh, you so ma- many have. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me to work that in a conversation when she's back. That's what outtakes are for. <laughs> 
Shut la 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 la. Should we do Pratchett first then? Okay. Mm-hmm. While he's still warm. <laughs> you sound Mogadons. like the guy from um, The Life of Brian. <laughs> Didn't help that from the side you look like him. You've got the little head. Oh, 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 don't stand for that. Don't stand for that. Sorry, you've got the big manly slappy head. <laughs> <laughs> poor Pepsi on me, please. <laughs> Featuring Adam J. Numbers have come up. Right. Your numbers come up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, like he said, no one important. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh.